so like when you take a shot you can see at the bottom it's like a beach whoa but my nose is so big that i have to tilt my whole head back so i'll never see that after taking a shot i, I got a big ass nose too so it'd probably be the same for me anyway welcome to the podcast yeah post hardcore and more we're swan core boomers and seem fuck scene core zoomers and swan core zoomers hang out what's the difference really my name is jake and i'm joined by david what up and casey hi that's me from poltergeist whoa pretty cool band i guess spelled the name uh it's like poltergeist and disguise no i said spell the name no i don't no i'm not spelled, I, you, you named it that way so you won't spell it <laughs> i did i cur- i cursed myself with this many years ago so it's it's p-o-l-t-e-r-g-u-i-s-e don't get tripped up on the end we are not named after a movie <laughs> You're there's already like 12 different metal bands with the name poltergeist anyways yeah uh yeah so you guys put out an ep recently well let me just say that casey the lamp is the the normal co-host of the show so this is a little weird for an interview like if you go to any other episode he'll also be on that yeah i'm just not gonna talk for most of this episode really (laughs) and david is was the original other co-host He's like in episode uh, one to four, I think. No, three, and then four is the I Met Eddie interview. Yeah. Uh, and then Cody came on. So it's sort of like a reunion. Should look at that. Also, been gone a while. If you watch the show, you've noticed no new uploads. Maybe you're surprised that we're back, but... Uh, mm. We're going to come back full force on January with the top 10 best albums of this year list. So just look out for that because we're going to be coming back better than ever, hopefully. And we'll keep an actual schedule. And I'll I'll get more into that probably uh, in December. We'll do another episode and talk more about that. But for now, we got to interview these boys from Poltergeist. Yeah. Uh, Not the whole band is here. Uh, Cameron, who screams, isn't here. He also no. plays drums. Yeah, and plays drums. My bad. He does both <laughs> at the same time somehow. It's pretty excellent. You really can't forget that part. It's like yeah. half of what he does. You wouldn't be able to see him normally, but like behind those drum, behind the drum kit, you can't see him at all. <laughs> I think he's seventy-five percent uh, drums, twenty-five percent screams, hundred percent short. <laughs> 300% reason to remember the name. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into the beginning of the band real quick, do a little band history. Because, oh, okay, we're going way back. Yeah, most of the people who have heard you guys now probably don't know about your older stuff. That's true. Uh, so let's treat this as like a codex to <laughs> the band lore. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'll try to keep it not quite as involved as it could be but i won't i'll I'll try not to spare any details too because it's a bit of a long long wind adventure but uh i guess we're gonna go back technically the project under this name started i guess we could say about six years ago um maybe maybe late 2013 and it was just me playing shitty acoustic guitar like barely knew how to play guitar i've been playing it maybe a year uh, but i've been singing for quite a while and i had like all these song ideas that were you know they were okay like vocally they were pretty good but it was mostly just acoustic songs with like two or three chord progressions and then that was it and i was just recording it out of my bedroom i was still living at home were you and... ever uh, in like choir or something where'd you learn how to sing no, nothing like that. I kind of just taught myself. Honestly, it was a lot of shower singing. <laughs> I just, uh, as a kid, I used to just like pop whatever CD I was listening to into like a unreasonably massive boombox that I used to just haul into the bathroom every day when I take a shower, and I'd just bump an album and just sing through some songs. And 
practice more later in the day. It was just, and then it just by accident, I kind of realized, oh, okay, I guess I can kind of do this thing a little bit. But uh, yeah, it started with me just writing, trying to write my first little demo EP. Uh, I was really inspired by Anthony Green's like acoustic demos that would just be B-sides off of like uh, the Avalon Deluxe album. And I was like, okay, I want to do something like that, like nothing too crazy. And once I actually started about halfway through doing just that, I realized that I wanted to do something a little bit more. So I started writing more intricate songs, kind of trashed that whole original demo. And then basically the semblance of what some people might know is the start of Poltergeist started to happen. And that would have been probably late 2014 early 2015 um i i around in that general area of time i had written what went on to become the year of the ghost ep um a class i just had it was basically yeah it was basically just uh it was like six or seven songs that were just acoustic um just just like one acoustic guitar line in my voice and i was like kind of messing around with like a glockenspiel over the top of it and what the fuck is I was, a glockenspiel uh, basically a xylophone oh. just not the like the metal xylophone not the wooden one um anthony green used those on his early demos and i just i always thought that was really interesting so instead of just downloading a midi program for whatever reason i decided to buy one back then and so i was really trying to <laughs> just use that back in the day and i had written out these songs um do you still have the glockenspiel i yeah i do actually it's in this room with me i don't i don't i forget that i have it half the time and you haven't uh, really fucked with it yet Where's the yeah i mean it's solo? over there glockenspiel solo next album it's gotta be on it yeah it was on year of the ghost it was real glockenspiel i, I brought the thing to cole's studio and and we recorded it we didn't use a midi still so it actually is a shitty like glockenspiel that i got off amazon for like i don't know 40 bucks probably but uh it's a cool little instrument but yeah i just i had that idea uh cole a good friend of mine who actually is our producer throughout all of our recordings um he used to drum for picturesque and that was kind of like the first time poltergeist got any sort of uh i don't know if i'll call it a break but a chance to do anything really because i was just kind of playing open mics before yeah. that and then for whatever reason he was just like yeah man you can open up uh for us and too close to touch and cole and i hadn't even spoken in maybe four or five years yeah but he's just a mega homie so for whatever reason he let me play and what band is cole in he wasn't picturesque. He picturesque, drummed. Yeah. Yeah. He drummed for them, and they had a local show at the at early 2015 where Too Close to Touch played. Um, some other like local staples. I think that was one of Four September's like last shows or something like that. Uh, it was a pretty good time. It was, it was a cool show, but that I think that point was when um, an old friend of mine, Leo ended up signing on to the band to play guitar and that was really i guess like that would be what i would call like the official start of the group because before it was kind of just me like messing around and not really taking shit seriously and and then once he signed on and started adding on lead guitars to the stripped down version of year of the ghost that i had written uh it started to actually become something and we realized we should probably make the songs a little bit more than just acoustic like they originally were um so yeah uh, at that point we did keep acoustic uh i was pretty set in my ways on that i wanted to do this weird acoustic but post-hardcore thing which <laughs> honestly at this point in my life i haven't decided if that was a good idea or not but it was something i wanted to do at the time I like and this. uh yeah, it was weird, and we had some people at shows, uh, like, a couple years later when we were really gigging a lot, we had some people come up and say, yo, like, we specifically enjoy you because you, you bust out these acoustic guitars, and I was like, well, I didn't think anybody would actually <laughs> dig us for that reason, so I appreciate that, but, uh, 
yeah, that was the first thing that we ever really tracked was getting into Year of the Ghost. Um, and we didn't really know what we were doing back then. I especially had no clue how to manage a project or like promote myself or anything. So it, it basically got next to no attention. Like we did, we did pick up some fans along the way and it, and it was cool. Those people have been really awesome, but uh, yeah, we just didn't really know what we were doing. So you're the ghost is like something that a lot of people don't really know about. Uh, yeah, I'll make it my job to inform every fan about Year of the Ghost. <laughs> uh, I see it's not on the band camp anymore. It's no, it's gone. I'm in uh, it's, Yeah, it's gone. If anybody, if anybody actually wants it, you can just contact me. I'll send it to you for free. But <laughs> the lost tape. It's <laughs> yeah. It's I I just figured like it was too. It's too radically different and too large of a time gap to hardly even be considered the same band, in my opinion. But it's just uh, we've kind of had a weird on and off history. So I was like, well, I'll just wipe the slate for right now. But yeah, when you uh, yeah, when you started sharing those uh, instrumentals and stuff from the recording studio, I was like, okay, so I mean, at for the new EP. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is way different. <laughs> like, this yeah. is way, I don't want to dunk on you, but way more professional. Sounding. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It's definitely like, we, and we didn't know what we were doing. I had no clue what I was doing. Like, I, I like I said, I, by the time we recorded Year of the Ghost, I think I had been playing guitar for two or three years, maybe, but like, I kind of plateaued with it and I, did, I didn't really work past the level i was at at year of the ghost i kind of started to just become content with being a vocalist so like we we didn't really know what we were doing at the time so it definitely was pretty unprofessional um but it, you know it was weird it was a, a fun little project to do um so we put that out uh it dropped uh like early 2017 like i believe it was january early january i think um i know we released it on a friday the 13th that seems to be a bit of a trend <laughs> in this band I didn't but uh that. that's funny yeah i did i remembered picking a friday the 13th and it was it was a good example of of the un like the amateur nature that we had because i think we got the masters back and then the friday the 13th that we were going to release it on was like a week away from when we got the masters back <laughs> and we hadn't told anyone we were putting the album out on Friday the 13th. We were just like, why don't we just put it out on that day? So we just like a band that nobody knows. We just like sneak drop this EP out of nowhere. I can't remember but, if it was already out when I started talking to you. I think you caught us when we recorded just the Sailor's Grave single. Because we did, we did record a single version of Sailor's Grave with a different producer before Cole. And it was that, that you can't find anywhere. I don't think I even have that song anymore, but it, uh, archives for that one. Yeah. You have to dig through that one was really weird. It, it didn't even have drums on it. It was literally Cajon acoustic guitar. And then, uh, I think Leo was on acoustic as well. And then uh, just me singing, but it it just yeah it didn't really represent us very well, but yeah. So we dropped a year of the ghost early 2017. 2017 was basically just a lot of playing shows because shortly after that we added um, my buddy Jade on drums. Um, oh, Jade yeah. plays in a yeah he plays in a metalcore band called Hollow Valley now. Um, and then my buddy Taylor Bagley, yeah. he was on bass. So, yeah, I, yeah. I forgot there was an original lineup to the band. I'm so used to the one now. Yeah, yeah. We've been through just a couple transformations, really. Most of them were pretty quick, to be honest. But, uh, uh, yeah, we did that, and we gigged for about a year straight all through 2017. We played some pretty fun shows, met some, some really cool people. Um, just kind of playing around Kentucky and towards the end of that year is when our sound started to shift because Leo had been writing straight up post-hardcore songs, dropping the acoustics. I really was like at the time, not in tune with guitars and instruments. And I just didn't want to 
play it anymore like in the band i i enjoyed it on my own time now and then but i just wanted to sing and just wanted to be a front man and kind of move around so that's when we started writing the two singles um you can still listen to these on everywhere uh ectogasm and ethereal and we recorded those i want to say september that year but we didn't actually end up putting the songs out until two years later because we ended up going on a hiatus like <laughs> early yeah. 2018 yeah that was the big change for us is we recorded the songs we got them mastered everything was good and then there was a lot of uh internal strife going on between members a lot of people were just starting to not feel it like uh jade stepped down because uh he jade jade lives a uh a state away from us yeah so he he wanted to kind of do his own thing with people closer to him and then there was uh just some you know just band drama everybody has it at some point or another yeah. and yeah you don't gotta go so, into it yeah so then we just uh we went on hiatus um and then after some time away we kind of came back together and we were like hey man like these are really good songs like i've played these for some people like why don't we put them out at least so leo and i talked about it and we we're like yeah sure like let's put the songs out and then it kind of just became a ball that started rolling from there of like well do you want to just like get together and finish writing the rest of these songs because we had started writing a whole ep and some of some of it didn't get recorded there was at least yeah. three other tracks that didn't make it to the studio yeah I, I so think I saw you guys play them live. You did, yeah, yeah. We played we played two shows. Uh, well, we played three shows with that EP. We played one in 2018, um, and then we played, which was our last show before the hiatus. Um, but I, but we hadn't even completed all of them then yet either. We only had about four songs, and we played those, and then we went our separate ways for a little while, and then. It was like spring 2019 after just kind of like cooling our jets on music for a while. We were all just like doing different things. We came back and we came back with Cameron who did percussion like originally during the, I guess like slightly pre-year of the ghost days. He did like home for us. Uh, mm -hmm. He jumped back in and did just drums for all of 2019. Um, I was doing all the vocals when we came back. I did all screams, all all the singing, uh, and I yeah. didn't play play any instruments yet. And then we added uh, Cam's. Cam knew this guy named McCartney, um, and he's a cool homie now to all of us. Um, added him, and he played bass with us throughout that year. And then it just kind of snowballed into. Oh shit, we've got like an eight track EP just from jamming in the garage. Like, let's pick up some shows. Like, let's do this. And so we played a couple of shows. Um, we were just kind of overflowing with material. And it was just, it was a good time. Things were going really well. And the shows did really awesome as well. It was a, a really good reception, good turnouts. Um, but then some things happened again. And we ended up going our separate ways with Leo, who was on guitar. And the unfortunate part of that timing was that he, aside from my parts, had basically been the the main songwriter for everything. So he had written, you know, he pretty much written those eight songs other than the vocals that I put over it. So we kind of were like, well, we can't use these songs now, you know, so... What are we going to do? We are booked for studio time and we're, uh, we don't have anything to go off of. We don't have guitars or anything. And basically we told Cole, our producer that, and he kind of presented us with a really unique and cool opportunity where he had been working with, uh, Andrew Bayless, who is an amazing producer, an amazing player. Um, he used to play in a band called life on repeat. He does a lot of really big name work now. Um, and then he's worked with a lot of a lot of bands that we're friends with. Like he's worked on new Soft Spoken. We really love the Soft Spoken dudes. Um, I'm trying to think, just locally, he's worked with like Wailris, Cindy, Sunmates. Um, I think he was working with Sleeping with Sirens at one point. Uh, yeah, 
he has been working with Sleeping with Sirens now. Um, this year, he's been working uh, a band that I really love on Sharp Tone. He uh, Savage Hands. He worked yeah, with them. Yeah, that's a good record. Um, yeah, they're that's a really good little band. Um, there's there's a lot of like awesome stuff that he's working on. He's just kind of got like a a bit of a magic touch with everything he works on. It just has a really good good flow. Everything's like I don't know. It just ties up well together. Yeah. Um. But I'd never met this guy. Uh, I didn't even know he was in town. I hadn't even been to Cole's new studio at the time because the studio was a little bit newer by the time we were coming out to record. And Cole was like, hey, man, like, he's kind of got some extra time before he's flying back home. Like, you want him to help you guys out on guitar? Like, we could we could basically bang out some songs here. And I was like, dude, that would, you know, that would be awesome. We might as well because we... I don't know like if this band is going to continue. I don't know how long it'll be before we get another guitarist. Like we, we weren't really sure what was going on. Like I knew I wanted things to move forward. I had felt a good energy from where we were going and I wanted to continue that. It was a really positive force, I think in all of our lives. And ultimately my thought was, well, let's, you know, let's work with this guy. Let's get some good songs going and then let's see what comes of it. You know, we can move on and then, and then do something new after that. So I spent about a week in the studio with Bayless, um, and he uh, would just kind of go over different influences that we we had. Um, I would just kind of throughout him banging out different ideas on guitar. I would just kind of talk about, hey, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that, and we just would kind of brainstorm while he would just be riffing it up the whole time. And it was just kind of a cool conglomerate of everybody tossing out ideas. And then uh, for the most part, Bayless just working his magic, like doing his thing. Um, it, it, the guy works like a fucking machine. And it was maybe, I don't even know, maybe a week, week and a half. Uh, we had five songs with, of guitar and like some really raw drums done up. And then that was it. Like everything was tracked and it was left in our hands to to expand on it however we wished. Um, Bayless ended up flying back home. And then over the next couple months, I just kind of was working on vocals nonstop. I remember I was just be like walking around at work and just like humming shit in my head and just like typing out lyrics every day, just like trying to come up with something that would really serve these uh, creations well. Do you have a writing process for your lyrics at all? Like, were any of the um, lyrics written beforehand that you had thought about or come up with? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so, yes and no. Um, yes, definitely some of the lyrics were written beforehand. Um, and that is a big part of, I guess, my quote-unquote process. Um, oftentimes... I, actually, I would say probably every Poltergeist release that's happened, I'll usually go back and comb through old lyrics. If it's not something that I've directly written guitar on, mm-hmm. it it feels a little bit foreign to me in a way because, like, you know, if I'm playing the guitar and I start singing over it, then, like, I kind of know exactly what will fit and what won't. So it takes me a little bit to sort of fall into that groove with something that I haven't written myself. Yeah. Um, so even with the stuff that Leo was writing over and then continued on with Bayless, I would always go back through old lyric journals I have or scour through my phone or on my PC. And I would just see, you know, what do I have? Like maybe I wrote something really poignant like five years ago that never got used in anything because it was just some random, you know, poem that I wrote and I didn't yeah. think about afterwards. So occasionally I'll usually go back and be like, well, this is kind of cool. What can I do with this? And then I'll just try to sing different things over different parts and see what happens. Do you know any examples of you doing that on the new EP off your dome? Yeah, I'd say probably the first is Stigmata. I the fucking entire, knew it. I fucking yeah. knew it. <laughs> I don't the, know why. Uh, <laughs> the entire first section of Stigmata, the, the more like ambient, uh, first verse that was all lifted directly from one of the songs uh we wrote with leo that didn't make it to the studio Hmm. we had like a slower like somewhat mid-tempo song that was a little bit ambient on the verse and i had written those 
melodies and those lyrics exactly like that. And I was like, man, I really like this part. Like this, there's a song I really enjoy and I want to show this to the world in some way. Mm-hmm. So I just like tried to sing it over top of it and it just happened to somehow fit like a glove. <laughs> so it, uh, we just rolled with it. I sang over it once and Cole was like, dude, I don't care what you do for the rest of the song, but you have to keep that first verse. Like that's, that's good. So maybe stick- I didn't know it because you guys sang it live at one point. That's probably why, yeah, because I, yeah, that was the song I really vibed with. Um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was called Just Those Days, um, the original song. So, uh, yeah, definitely lifted apart from it. Um, some, a lot of the lyrics, like Sword Swallower, pretty, pretty much half the lyrics on Sword Swallower, and then like some of the lyrics on Maelstrom. Uh, maybe maybe just those two um those were things that i had written over the summer of 2019 just like for the hell of it like just typed it up in my phone mm-hmm. um which that normally is the process is i'll type something up <laughs> intending it as a poem to just be on its own and i usually write poems out with a sort of lyrical flow like yeah. a, a little bit melodic and then when i'm needing to apply vocals to something it just the entire time I've been writing songs, it just somehow always works out where I'll stumble across a poem that will like at least 70 percent of it will fit into the song. And then I only have to make minor changes. So I, I don't know. I guess my process is just good luck, honestly. <laughs> nice. Also, uh, just to mention, Casey is still here. He just is. He wasn't at the in the band for most of this. He's actually not been on an yeah. official release at this point. Yeah, not yet, but but I'm we not do even have. Not sure if he's at his computer right now. <laughs> uh, he's there. He's there. But um, yeah, that's why he hasn't said anything. Casey is still here, I think. Um, he's at least yeah. in the call. <laughs> um, but yeah. Fuck, where were you before I interrupted? What I miss? Oh my god! Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Go back to mute. <laughs> um, You're like, I'm not sure if he's still here. Oh god, shut up. <laughs> yeah so um yeah so basically bayless uh delivered us these awesome songs he just came through and ripped the guitar on it cam came in um before i did vocals and he rewrote the drums uh did his own thing throughout all of it uh knocked out all the drums in like a day i think he just like powered through it like a machine yeah um, came up with his own thing on the drums. Um, so guitar and bass and it was like, that was all Bayless. And then the drums was, uh, they're programmed in originally. And then, yeah. And then Cam jumped off of it and, and did his own thing. Um, vocals were all written by me, all the vocals and lyrics. And I basically went in and like I said, I was the only one doing vocals at the time. Um, and I went in and I started like, I, I I recorded all the clean vocals because we always do them separately. You you not I I don't know if other vocalists do it the same way like people sing, but like I can't like try to to record both on the same day because I just I want to get a perfect take on each one, and I find that like screaming too hard can maybe like hurt my singing voice a little bit for the day, or you know yeah, vice versa. That makes sense. So. We knocked out uh, clean vocals for everything, and then I went back and I was like, "All right, let's do the screams," and it just wasn't vibing right. Like I, I don't know if it was just the different tone of what we were recording because it was very different. It was, uh, frankly, a lot heavier. It was mm-hmm. more groove based rather than a little bit more technical, like things were before, and. I don't know, like, I was screaming over it, and it's just, like, everything we did, Cole and I were just like, man, this isn't it. Like, some of this isn't bad, but we're having to, like, kind of be like, well, this is okay. Maybe we'll try this again next time, and it just, we did that a few sessions, and ultimately, I was like, hey, I know Cam can, he's got a lot of power in his screams, and if he can, if he can do these drums and scream at the same time, then you know, let's get him up in here and let's do something different. Like we're already kind of throwing it out there and, and coming out of left field with this release. Anyway, we might yeah. as well 
like let me bring cam in he's got a, a lot more power and, a, and a, a lot more range on screens than i do maybe he will fit this vibe more yeah and that is exactly what happened we we brought him in and i was like hey man like here's the melody and then here's the lyric and cam just like did all the screen parts uh other than a couple there was a there was like maybe two or three moments where i still take a scream um yeah. and, it, and it fit well but cam crushed uh the majority of the screaming on the record and, and that's a decision that i'm really happy that we went with because i think his scream melds with my voice in a really interesting way um i think it's cool just frankly like although thanks to corona we haven't really gotten much chance to show it off yet um i think it's cool when you play live that we have this drummer back here like fucking ripping the kit and then yeah. screaming at the same time you yeah. know it's pretty incredible that he can do that at the same time you know you see uh what's his fucking name donovan malario malario yeah. i don't know how to say yeah he he can sing and scream all while playing drums so it's always pretty impressive to see that uh especially for how forceful cam's voice is like yeah your yeah. voice is pretty like uh, i'd say smooth they're like <laughs> call back to the song ethereal even and <laughs> cam's voice is a lot more concrete it like hits you when you need it to and that's a good mix yeah 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 and um yeah so that was that was a, a so honestly kind of a last minute decision that ended up working out really well um so the only screams that i still ended up on is there's like there's like one quick scream each on sword swallower and fortune teller and then i do all the ones at the end of maelstrom yeah. um just because uh originally I, th I was intending to have jordan chase who featured to do both the singing and the screaming and we kind of once he recorded he was like man i decided to just do like just go for the singing and i was like well you know what i'd already recorded this screaming anyway and i think like that also meshes pretty well um because that song has like kind of a darker like weirder vibe which was yeah. more akin to what we used to be so my screams kind of fit that uh kind of fit that atmosphere a little bit more i think so it, it worked out pretty well everything ultimately like with the writing it took a little bit longer of like a writing recording time than what what i'd be used to what what any of us were used to but it worked out ultimately like we ended up with this super groovy uh technical at times record and it's something I'm really proud of. I, I had a lot of fun recording the vocals. I think personally, so far, it's the best vocals that, that I've written and recorded. Um, I think it, the same can be said for Cameron. I think it's it's some of the best vocals I've ever heard out of him and, and his drums, like his drum work is really good. Uh, uh, yeah, the I'm record's super... fire. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. And like, I'm, I'm really, proud to have worked with the people we did like just I, I always love being around cole like just hanging out with the guy is is awesome but it's such a dream to work with him like he i i've i've worked with a couple producers uh briefly other than cole and cole brings out the best in you uh without like making you feel i guess self-conscious about what you're doing because there's kind of a balance between like shit, you know, like I'm maybe not doing as well as I need to here, but you know, I know I've got it in me and, and I think there's some producers that can really bring out that good and you still have a blast while doing it. And then there's, you know, some that are a little more rigid in their approach and different stuff works for different people. But I think Cole's just, uh, for me, he's just the, one of the best people to work with. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, the EP is called Vanta Black, by the way. I don't yeah. think we said it the whole episode, but uh, yeah, I might put like a clip of like Hellhound or something at the beginning. Yeah, push the push the hell. A lot of people, surprisingly though, have been giving me feedback saying that Stigmata is their favorite. Really? Yeah, which uh, I don't think any of us expected. Most of us, I, it's personally my favorite. I have the most fun playing it um, now, but. Uh, 
we yeah we kind of expected that to be the least favorite off the ep but a lot of feedback i've heard is people saying that they prefer that even over other songs like hellhound or Swordswaller, which is kind of unexpected yeah i'd say it's like hmm, how do i put this <laughs> like it's not basic but it's more normal structure yeah like i think it may have three choruses right am i wrong about that just two? yes i believe it does, three believe choruses, it does. Three. Yeah. yeah so that maybe that could be like you know people like a standard song structure i could go for a standard strong song structure every once in a while um, yeah i gotta say fortune teller is probably my favorite off the album followed by that, either hellhound I, or sword swallower yeah if i i think honestly if i hadn't played fortune teller to fucking death at this point it probably <laughs> would still be my favorite too um that, that's fucking funny because you know that's like the hallmark of the band right now it's like the uneasy hearts of the band at this point yeah you're already <laughs> yeah. sick of playing it I, i'm not sick of playing it or anything i just like there's other moments on the record that I enjoy a little bit more at yeah. this point, but I'm still I'm still proud of that song. Obviously, like it's 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 picking up a little bit of traction, um, and I, and I'm glad to see that. I think it's a really good song. I I said once we got the initial uh well, not the initial the final master back, um, from Chris Crummett, which that that in itself was a really cool experience because Chris has mastered a lot of the mastered or, or just outright produced a lot of my favorite music that i've grown up listening to the the guy is like kind of a post-hardcore music legend yeah um he, for anyone who doesn't know crummit has done every dgd record except maybe their first ep and a ton of other band wolf and bear you know if they're if you're doing post-hardcore you're probably mastered by crummit at the very least yeah it's probably past past his uh desk at some point or another <laughs> um so that was that was really great cole did a, a fucking amazing job on the mix and then crummit was just like a, a good icing on top and it was just kind of a it was just kind of like a cool moment for me because i'd always wanted something that had crummit's touch on it yeah um and uh fortune teller again like i know <laughs> We're just going to talk about that for a little bit, because that yeah, was your okay. guy's lead single. You did a music video. Um, Casey's in that music video, though he didn't do the guitars. Bayless did. Yeah. That, you know, it has that ending part, which is really fun. The If you don't know, if you haven't listened, uh, fuck it all. Like, insert it here. yeah okay it should have played by now <laughs> unless yeah. i forgot to edit it in so there's this ending part and it's really groovy and it's really out of like uh dance gavin dance style like happiness uh, is if you're a fucking normie swan core zoomer that'll probably be what you compare it to like me yeah but not just that part like the chorus is fucking incredible cam screams are like Mm, chef's kiss i fucking <laughs> love cameron screams on this song and i love your chorus like 
it's all it's like Thank a you. it uh shocked me when i heard it because i was like damn <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that and I, and I really appreciate that coming from you because you've heard us like at our absolute worst before in the past <laughs> with some of the earlier stuff uh, and definitely some of the earlier performances but uh yeah, no, I, I, that's that's ultimately why it ended up being chosen as a single is because the first time I heard that chorus um, back after initially tracking the vocals for it, I was like, dude, this is, it was just kind of like a this is it moment. Like, yeah. I was like, we, we are sitting on something here. Like, if we, if we can, you know, really push this out there, I think people will like what they hear and yeah it it definitely it shocked me which was funny because i fucking recorded it (laughs) and it and it's still when i listened back at it i was like holy shit dude like this is just as soon as that chorus hits i was like we really did something here like bayless working with us like we we got something special here and yeah i was really proud of it and that uh that funky like sort of disco inspired moment at the end that you were talking about yeah um that almost didn't happen, actually. Uh, Bayless wrote that massive buildup, and then he started, I, I believe he had already started into writing a breakdown there. And then I was like, hey, man, you know, we've had like massive breakdowns in every song. Why don't we do something completely different? And he was like, uh, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know, just like something funky and weird. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I really didn't even give him that much detail. I was like, just. <laughs> just do something like completely out of the blue, like just kind of funky. Cause we, that was like our thing is we always have very funky, like almost disco inspired licks that would be thrown into this like groovy, technical, heavy stuff. Yeah. And, uh, then, uh, that's what we ended up with. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a, a fucking, I'm going to have to do something good over the top of this stuff. <laughs> and I actually, it wasn't until literally, 10 minutes before I walked into the vocal booth, um, did I finish writing vocals for that part? Because I had just been stumped as to what was going to actually be good enough for that part. And I was like, well, shit, why don't I just like, why don't I just follow along with it? Like, like ride the groove out a little bit. And I ended up like writing those lyrics. I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't figure out what I wanted to say, um, which was probably the biggest problem with recording Vanta Black was like, I knew what I wanted to sing, but I didn't know what I was going to sing in those melodies. And uh, yeah, I I remember just sitting on the couch and Cole's basically like, "Uh, bro, you're up. (laughs) And I was like typing away, like fucking furiously on my phone. Like, okay, like, and I remember going in and being like, ah, you know, like one of the lyrics is, you know, you might come out as a winner tonight. And I was yeah. like, I don't really like to write very straightforward lyrics. <laughs> uh, and I remember writing that line and I was like, is this stupid? Like, <laughs> I love that. Line. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and now I really like it. But I remember just I remember that was a thing throughout recording a lot of Vanta Black. I was just like, is this fucking stupid or like is am I rushing through this because I want it to be good or like, I, I don't know. And I, I'm really happy ultimately with, with what we have now, but you know, yeah, it was, it was a strenuous process for a second. The thing is, even if it was stupid, I think post hardcore fans like don't care anymore. <laughs> like, you uh, know, yeah. John mess is like a huge person. He writes nonsense. Like we've pretty much been in doctrine to just listen to whatever, as long as it sounds good. It's true, yeah. I, I, I think post-hardcore is a very weird niche genre that, like, you could say the absolute dumbest buffoonery <laughs> and people will be like, that's insane. That's awesome. Like, they'll like it because you said something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'm not as worried about it now. I think I was just kind of like, fuck, like, I got this amazing song to live up to, you know, and I was like, I was kind of, I just wanted to, like, live up to, to what Cole and Bayless had the work they'd put in but uh yeah i'm happy with what we got when you sent that uh you sent a clip to the group chat on instagram of like yeah. that see these cruel intentions you don't pay attention that you know that section and when yeah. i was listening i was like bitch 
<laughs> and I showed it to Claudia. And she was like, oh, I like that. I'm like, Claudia is maybe the harshest music critic I've ever met. And she actually <laughs> really enjoys the EP. So uh, That's great. <laughs> was, That's awesome. I was like, wow, this is pretty. Like, she'd say if she didn't like it, I guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Like, I, oh, don't worry. We've had some people definitely <laughs> voice that. That's... <laughs> That's definitely um, been a thing, but I mean, that's just part of, I mean, that's part of just doing anything, you, you make anything, there'll be some dick out there to tell you it sucks. What do you get, someone called you like a discount Johnny Craig or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm sure people listening are familiar with the Swan Posting group on Facebook. <laughs> um, somebody was kind enough to share us in there. I didn't even ask them to. Like, I just, this guy just commented on our ads and was like, yo, I just shared you in Swan Posting. And I was like, yo, like, yo, dude, that's, <laughs> thank you. You know, like, that's really nice of you. And then, so I kind of like, uh, just out of curiosity, I went to look at the comments for like a couple days just to see how people were receiving it. And, uh, yeah, it was partially good, but like there was, yeah, there was some guy that was like, "What is this like Johnny Craig's uh, discount brother, Jackie Craig?" And I was like, "I know he's trying to insult me, but like I don't, for the fucking life of me, understand what like what that insult is supposed to mean." Because I don't nothing I don't, like Johnny. I don't Craig. sound anything like Johnny. If you've never listened to us before, I don't sound anything like Johnny Craig. Uh, I I hope the fuck I don't look anything like Johnny Craig. I don't <laughs> I don't think I do. Get a um, few more face tattoos and we'll see. I no I I <laughs> I think I'm gonna pass on that one for now. Uh, but yeah, we've definitely gotten some really bizarre. Like Facebook ads are a fucking trip. I won't go into it because I definitely could. But uh, <laughs> anybody who's also peddling music out there, you know what I'm talking about. There's some weird fucking people out there with very weird opinions yeah uh yeah <clears throat> <laughs> that's fucking funny uh yeah. casey you should probably come back in now because we're gonna start talking about current current Ooh. affairs hello okay okay uh so let's talk about what's going on with the band currently what happened after you recorded vanta black because uh, a bunch of stuff happened yeah um yeah so i'll break down else yeah so i'll i'll break down basically like uh what kind of unfolded after vance black was recorded and then we can um casey i'll let you get into talking about what we're doing now um what are we doing now uh (laughs) nothing yeah. No, we're 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 working on broke up. Stuff. It's over. Yeah, it's man, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's over, guys. Sorry, another hiatus. <clears throat> no, we're we're working on some cool stuff. But um, yeah. So after we did Vance Black, um, we shot a music video for Fortune Teller with a friend of mine named Anthony Tran. Uh, he's done, he's notably done a lot of work with uh, Fever Three Thirty Three. Um, he did some work with Falling in Reverse in the past. Uh, he's worked with a bunch of different bands. Like, the guy's really cool, very professional guy. I, I love being around Anthony. Um, we shot this absolutely hilarious <clears throat> sort of James Bond spoof uh, music video for it. And it was honestly probably the most fun thing that I think we've done as a band. I, I had such a fucking blast shooting that goofy-ass music video. Um, Sorry about hitting your head on the fucking car, by the way. Yeah, I got, so if <laughs> if you've seen it, if you haven't, there's a part, uh, basically I, I'm the James Bond, but I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of a sheepish loser James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> and I get kidnapped and uh, bagged and thrown into the backseat of a car. And when I say thrown, I mean, I was literally fucking thrown into the <laughs> car. And, like my head went straight into the car several times trying to film that scene. Um. I was pretty fucking beaten up by the end of the day, but it was it was a good time. We wasn't we, wearing makeup, actual bruises. And no, it was it was real. I was wearing makeup, but it was it was real bruises. Um Yeah, I got pretty fucked up filming that music video, but it, yeah, we spent like 10 hours filming or something like that and it was a great time. But uh we did that um shortly after that, we uh 
we added that's when uh well no beforehand my bad uh, of course since casey was in the video we added casey um and then uh, another friend of ours named jackson yeah. um on guitars um and they both played uh up to us well basically when corona fucked everything for everyone <clears throat> we were kind of building ourselves up and we had planned a, a pretty big amount of shows like i was i know that we had several several booked and then i was getting us booked with some bands that we enjoyed ourselves we were gonna have some pretty awesome gigs um and then corona came in and kind of fucked everything up for that uh yeah. so were you, weren't you guys meant to play with i met a yeti at some point? no we no. uh we were in talks to play with Seder in Louisville. Seder, yep. Well, and Seder. then there was also, we were all but confirmed to play with Thank You Scientist in Louisville yeah. as well. Yeah. Which would have been fucking incredible, yeah. but it was, it was, we were like in the process of getting it done and then COVID hit and then all bets were off for everything. And we had to cancel everything that we did already have confirmed. And then we lost those opportunities for, for now. Um, so yeah, that was really unfortunate, but yeah. Um, so we did that and then we have been basically just getting over the year through, through COVID putting bands sort of, uh, on, on hold. We've basically just been getting bands of black ready for release, which it of course just recently released on November 13th. Yeah. Couple weeks ago, and, I guess. At this point. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago now. Um, so if you haven't heard it yet, or you haven't listened through the whole thing, be sure to check it out. Um, it's literally everywhere: YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Um, we've just been prepping that for release. Um, we put the fortune teller video and single out uh, over the summer, uh, kind of tied people over because we've been talking about this release for a while. And uh, it had really good reception. We had a lot of good feedback. We gained a lot of new fans. And um, yeah, so it, it did well. I was really excited to see how people loved it. Um, aside from that, while we were getting things sort of charged up and ready to go for Vanta Black, uh, Casey's been coming and working with me uh, on the next EP. And we are. I want to say like five or six demos deep right now. Yeah, it's uh, just guitar and like drums, no vocals or bass though. Yeah, no, we do have bass on a couple tracks, but uh, yeah, for the it's most part, gonna be rewritten, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna change. I mean, everything's gonna change a whole lot, but yeah, we're we're in the process of uh, finishing up demos um, to be to get them ready for vocals. Um, yeah, about five or six songs deep right now and uh yeah that's ultimately that's kind of what's happened since since uh recording vanta black um and then we're just kind of piecing together the next move whatever whatever the next wave is going to be like um so casey uh, hello <laughs> yeah finally um well tell us a little bit about you know yourself because you may be the most mysterious member of the band <laughs> your social media presence is literally almost zero and oh. i mean the people in our discord server which you can join in the link below or in the description of the podcast and join our server and talk to us uh those people know you but that's like three people tops so maybe give us a little lore about how long you've been playing guitar uh, any other bands you've been in and what your kind of influences have been for the writing of this new Poltergeist EP? Uh, well, I've been playing for like, uh, since high school, I really couldn't tell your year. I all were forgotten when I started playing. I just know sometime in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was the other questions again? I've completely <laughs> blanked on them. Do you play any in other bands? I played in a few bands locally, but nothing that's ever like nothing noticeable, nothing that really had a release beyond SoundClouds that and I can't even find the links for those anymore. I've tried looking for them recently. And uh what what was the last question? Influences on the writing for yeah, this? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, half of it is like whatever David makes me listen to at the time, <laughs> and the other half is like just me listening to whatever I listen to because I listen to a lot of music. And what, what else should I talk about? Like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> You're a fucking ghost. <laughs> you might as well not exist. What the fuck? Yeah. People uh, have I'm been waiting all this time. They're like, man, what's Casey going to stay? He's going to fucking drop, spill the beans. You know, he's going to give us the inner workings of this musical fucking anomaly that is Poltergeist. And you're like, uh, I fucking exist. Um, I listen to music. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, you you want to know, Casey? Never. Listen to the other episodes of the podcast. He's apparently like a fucking... <laughs> Animal Crossing blank slate character right now, like, oh, fucking, you fucking idiot. Uh, I think we have some questions, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I think one of them got answered already. Um, this one for Poltergeist, who fart the loudest? Cam. All right. Yeah, Cam. Cam rips some big farts. That's for sure. Well, that's all the questions we had for you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Honestly, pretty, pretty fitting. That's pretty much the whole interview. Uh, David, did you actually listen to Eggy Pocket by Bill Murray? Uh, no. You fucking. <laughs> this is just like before. This is why we <laughs> kicked you out of the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, we didn't kick you out. Uh, <laughs> just making that clear. Um,. I know Casey listened to Eggy Pocket. I didn't like it. Alright, well, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty interesting. It has a cool John Mess feature. It's my favorite song. Not just because of John Mess. I know what you're going to fucking say, Casey. But I also like the chorus, and I like the other guy from Dayseeker that sings on it. Uh, I think the whole album's pretty interesting. There's like a Taco Bell noise and... It's like meme production combined with serious songwriting. I feel like it kind of doesn't work, but I like it. Also, we're, you know, at this point you might be confused. You know, this podcast reviews albums occasionally. Some stuff came out. You know, we haven't been on in a while. I'm just going to talk about some stuff that came out. Uh, Eggy Pocket Good, listen, maybe, if you're Casey Don't. Um, Coletta had a new album come out. I don't know if you mm. listened to that, Casey. Probably not. I didn't. I've, yeah. I've heard the single off of it. It's really good. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the whole album. It's a little spacey for my taste. A little too ambient. Um, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely Coletta's like signature is the the interesting atmosphere that they can build. I, I feel like it definitely is a you either love it or you don't type thing. But yeah. I, I, I think it's unique. There's no screaming on the album. Which yep. is unfortunate. Uh, just adds to the list of post-hardcore bands that drop screaming uh, after the first couple releases. Sad, sad day. But you know the guy who sings is pretty good. There's like some yeah. rapping. One of our Discord people, Eric, said it sounds like Will Swan rapping. I'm almost confident that's not a compliment. But. <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting. I recommend you at least give it a listen. Uh, but it's kind of weird. And then finally, Animal Jam dropped a new song. They have a new EP mm. coming up. We reviewed Animal nice. Jam a while ago. I actually liked that single. It was you pretty good. To it? Yeah, I also yeah. liked it a lot. Um, the, uh, we reviewed Animal Jam, uh, I've, I don't know what episode, like episode 6 or 7 maybe. Uh, Cody hated it because <laughs> of the guy's voice uh but i was reading the band camp and like four of the five people in the band are doing vocals now huh. uh, which is really interesting there was a section yeah, cool. yeah they uh the normal guy did the first chorus and then an, another guy who i haven't heard on on the songs before did a, another chorus and then the screamer also did a chorus hmm so it's uh, pretty cool. I'll definitely be bumping that one a lot. Uh, it's yeah. only on Bandcamp right now. Uh, it'll probably be on Spotify like next week or something. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to it, probably now. 
but I definitely recommend you check it out. Their first EP is pretty good in my opinion. Um, but this new one I think will shape up to be a lot better. More refined sound and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I've exhaled all my brain cells. I think I'm done talking. Uh, guys, go ahead and plug the band one more time. Uh, yeah, so again, uh, we are Poltergeist. That's Poltergeist in Disguise, smashed together. Um, we just put out our new EP, Vanta Black. You can stream it anywhere that you listen to music. Uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon, whatever, we're on it. Um, you can also head over to YouTube and sub to our channel where we've got our fortune teller music video it's fucking hilarious so <laughs> you should check it out um you get to see me act very cringe wow uh, cringe. yeah very cringe very 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 cringe um aside from that we're working on ep2 already um obviously there's no concrete dates but hopefully um early hopefully next year, next year. Yeah, early next year. It'll definitely be out next year, but early next year we should be entering into the studio. So uh, the goal is for you to hear uh, more new material much, much sooner than later. So, and this next phase, uh, it's going to be very interesting. Now that we've got Casey on board, uh, we're definitely bringing in a lot of technical flair. Oh, yeah. Um, That's why so, I wanted Casey know. to talk about. God damn it, Casey. <laughs> talk about That's your technical a... flair, why don't you? I don't like talking about myself whenever it comes to guitar. No, you can't. He's really good at guitar. He likes Fall of I'm Troy. Really not. Expect some Fall of Troy vibes. I've heard a couple things. I know a few things. Yeah. And uh, it sounds fucking sick. A lot more technical than Vanta Black. It'll be. Yes. It'll be a, a shock, a surprise, a, a gasp at this new stuff that's going to come out. Uh, also, yeah. prone to change. So. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff switching up on it as time goes on, but uh, the general theme seems to be uh, more technical, noodly bits and uh, less oh, great. David plays guitar too. Yes, I do. I play. Uh, I've picked up guitar and I'm, I'm well I've picked back up guitar rather, and uh, I'm playing guitar now as well as singing in the group. And so Casey and I have been very much doing a, a big collaborative effort on the new song. So you'll get to hear whether or not I suck at guitar again. Okay, just talking about this new stuff is giving me a throbbing brain, so we need to end this episode right now. Uh, Casey is at, at Lonesome Lamp. There's an underscore somewhere in there on Twitter. Uh, I recommend not following him. And David is at Poltergeist Band. Be sure to write the band so you don't tag yes. some dude from 2017. Yeah, yeah. Get, us, get up on us at Twitter. Uh, at Poltergeist Band. If you're on the Instagram, we post most frequently on there. Yeah. Um, we're just Poltergeist. And then, of course, on Facebook as well. Um, get at us anything on social media. Yeah. Yeah, you should do Instagram because they post on their story a lot and you might see some, hear some new stuff. So, Yes. Um, if you want to help us out, we have a shirt on sale still. It's got Woo! Skeletor attack attack pose funny meme um we have a kofi that i may or may not click and uh yeah uh that's the podcast we'll be back in december and then uh we'll be talking about what's going on with the future of the show after that so thanks for watching thank you david and casey well thank you david for coming on (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah and that's the end of the show i'm gonna stop the show now